0: I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came like out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump in lead, knee. Golly. Oh, they tackle him 40 the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on guys? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast with your host Matt Bruning. It is Monday, December 17th and it is almost over. Tonight is the last game of Week 15 and the semi-final matchups for Fantasy. After this, if you got players riding tonight, chances are you either know or you don't know if you've got a shot to make it into the Super Bowl or you are already in or out today's podcast we will talk eight of the games that happened this past weekend the two saturday games and then we will get into six of the games that went down on sunday after that we will give a preview for the monday night game tonight between the new orleans saints and the carolina panthers what the fuck happened boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast That is likely what probably, well, not even probably, 50% of owners are thinking today as we get in toward the end of week 15 as it has just been a ridiculous week in fantasy when it comes to these stars underperforming. I mean, projections, rankings, everything are looking horrible this morning as we saw multiple players just completely screw us this week in fantasy. I mean, at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes barely made the top 10 this week in fantasy. At running back, Derrick Henry is the number one running back again. Damian Williams finished at the top. Marlon Mack suddenly came out of nowhere. Tevin Coleman decided to show up again. Kalen Balage was a top 10 running back this week. Jamal Williams, although that was more obviously because of the injury uh, to Aaron Jones, but just the ridiculousness of this week's fantasy is probably causing a lot of fantasy owners headaches. We had, obviously, the Mike Williams show on Thursday night. Doug Baldwin returned uh, from injury and went off for 20 points this week. Robbie Anderson, Robert Foster, Kenny freaking Galladay, Kenny G going up against Doug. Possibly the best cornerback in the NFL outside of Patrick Peterson. And he puts up 18 points in fantasy. Julio Jones. uh, Well, he is a top wide receiver. But this dude keeps fine in the end zone. You know, it was Chris Hogan finally shows back up. I mean, he has been nowhere all season long. He shows up in a top. Garrett Selleck is your top tight end on the week. Trey Berton shows up finally, Evan Ingram has a good game, Jeremy Sprinkle, Vance McDonald, Gerald Everett, Darren Frickin Waller, I mean, it was a ridiculous week for fantasy, Um, hopefully you guys did not get screwed over like many people did this week, Uh, as like I said, studs just failed all over the field, uh, injuries, uh, Aaron Jones uh, went out right at the beginning of the first quarter, Get you point eight points likely in most leagues, and is done, D- possibly done for the year. That is the fear with the MCL injury, uh, that he suffered a sprain in MCL, is likely done for the year. Um, just a horrible, horrible week for fantasy. But if you guys did survive somehow, someway, the fantasy gods we're smiling on you because they sure were not smiling on a lot of people this past weekend. Um, it'll be fun to look forward to week 16. But before we can look forward to week 16, we got to go back and look at what happened in week 15. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. Alright, so to kick us off, and, uh, we're going to start with the Saturday games. The first one was the Houston Texans and the New York Jets. Houston pulling off a uh, victory here in a game that was very close most of the game. Houston winning 29-22. to Deshaun Watson continues to come through for you at quarterback in fantasy 294 in the air with two touchdowns to get you 22 points in fantasy great day for Deshaun Watson obviously someone um, that is really kind of come on strong as he struggled or out of, out of the gate here but again he was coming off the injury I don't think many people expected him to come back and return um, as quickly or come back and be the guy that he is now that early in the season but He is here now, and we are definitely enjoying the ride with him. At running back, Alfred Blue fills in. Flues in, yes, he flues in. Uh, He fills in most of the game here Lamar Lamar Miller went out, I believe it was after three carries with an ankle injury. He just gets you point eight points. No news yet on what happened for sure with his injury. If he's going to be out any longer than last week. There were reports that came out earlier this morning that is not uh, a serious injury, so hopefully if you manage to survive him, again, one of the players that had unfortunately disappointed this weekend, if you were able to survive that injury, there is a very good chance that he plays in Week 15. Um, so we have that to look forward to with him. Alfred Blue, though, does nothing for you in his stead. Just 2.5 points. The only other player besides Deshaun Watson to come through for the Texans was DeAndre Hopkins, who puts up 34 Points in fantasy. This dude continues to ball out here 170 yards on two catches. And two touchdowns. Uh, one touchdown coming right near the end of the game to really kind of seal the victory for them. Demarius Thomas, while not necessarily really coming through for you in fantasy, doesn't have a horrible day here. 59 yards on six catches to get you 8.9 points in fantasy. And just in case you're playing in that super deep league where uh, you got to start eight wide receivers and six tight ends and all that good stuff uh, 4 team league, though. Uh, DeAndre Carter gets you 7.2 points in fantasy as well. For the New York Jets, Sammy Darnold come back, comes back, and in my opinion, actually plays a very good game here. Gets you two touchdowns, two hundred and fifty-eight yards in the air, two hundred fifty-three yards in the air. Um, good game for him. Not, um, in all honesty, better than I thought. Houston's Texans very. Houston Texans defense is very good, uh, and Sam Darnold hadn't really been playing that great coming into this game, but does have a decent game. If you were starting him in fantasy, he does get you the twenty one point six points, uh, which uh, you know is obviously good. He's going to end up finishing as a top quarterback on the week at running back. So we knew Isaiah Crowell was placed on IR. Now we talked about it Friday. Start Elijah McGuire. He is likely going to come through for you in fantasies. He's going to get a work uh, the workload here comes through for you in fantasy 13.6 points but not quite the way many of us including myself hoped uh he did get a bulk of the carries here with 18 uh Sam Darnold does get six rushes and then Trenton Cannon got seven so Elijah McGuire is definitely going to be the guy they lean on here only gets three catches but I think is what kind of lacked in this game I thought he'd get more than that he adds to 29 yards on there but just 42 yards on 18 carries for one touchdown um again 13 points Texans defense is very good against the run they uh, believe we're the third best team against no fourth best team against the run going into the weekend so didn't expect a huge game out of McGuire but I think if you got the 13 points from him you've got to be happy with that he came through and he's definitely at least in my opinion someone you can trust championship week if you made it. Uh, To come through for you again as he is likely going to get a bulk of the work again next week. At wide receiver, Robbie Anderson had himself a day. 19.1 points in fantasy. 7 catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Great day for him. Chris Herndon had a good day at tight end. We'll get to him in a minute. but uh, Andre Roberts had... um, I mean, I can't imagine anybody was starting him, but he was the only other wide receiver to do anything here nine point one points in fantasy he did get you a touchdown as well as adding uh just the sixteen yards on three catches again touchdown really kind of making his day but chris Herndon we talked about him on Friday worthy of starting at tight end, especially if you were hurting if you had lost um can't remember who just went out uh Injury wise, but if you had uh were looking for a tight end to stream, he was a worthy starter in my opinion. Get you six point eight points. He's gonna finish as a top tight end this week. His tight end was uh just god awful here uh for t- uh, for fantasy, much like a lot of players were, guys. And I'm sure you guys all know that at this point, but fifty-three yards on three catches. Next up we have the Cleveland Browns and the Denver Broncos. Cleveland pulling out a huge win to win seventeen to sixteen. But, at least unfortunately at the time it seemed like playoffs were possible. I was at that game. It was awesome. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> props to Denver and their fans first off. If uh, if anybody who listens to this lives in Denver, thank you so much. Uh, you guys were awesome the entire game. So I was sitting up right around the 300s with a, a bunch of uh, Browns backers people. There was a, a fair mix of Broncos fans in there with us. Um, and I can say this, I've been to quite a few stadiums, not really quite a few, I've been to a few stadiums, um, the Cowboys, Panthers, Bengals, and now Broncos. So four um, each time going to see the Browns play, uh, and by far the Broncos fans were, were the best fans fans to be around I guess would be the way to put it up. They were very fun to interact with uh, and talk with about the game. It was a close game throughout Um, You know, again, the Panthers fans, I was a little bit younger when I went, so I don't remember much about it, but I do remember there were some people who were just complete assholes. Um, And then really, same with the Cowboys fans, which, you know, I get it, you guys have five Super Bowls or four Super Bowls or whatever, y'all motherfuckers haven't done anything in two decades, so let's calm down on you guys being America's team. Uh, And you guys were talking all this crap about how you guys beat up on us, well, congratulations, everybody was supposed to beat the Browns when I went to that game, you know, and there were some Broncos fans who who were getting on us about being so excited about winning that game, but. Guys, you gotta remember, man. We're, we're Browns fans. Uh, we've literally been stuck in ineptitude for a good three decades, at least three decades that I can remember. And that's as long as I've been alive. We've had like two winning seasons, made the playoffs once. So we had. Oh yeah, we're excited. We've got an awesome quarterback, a great defense, a franchise running back, a franchise quarterback, a franchise pass rusher. A franchise uh run stopper a franchise cornerback some franchise linebackers like we're awesome now and so yeah we're gonna be excited and and, uh but anyways other than a few people there was a lot of people there who were really fun to interact with they had a lot of fun at the game and uh, i really appreciated them um and it was an awesome game to be there though in person got a little bit cold there at the end unfortunately but a great game So for the Browns, though, Baker Mayfield, uh, just 15.1 points in this one. Not necessarily the game you were probably hoping for. At least I thought he would have. I honestly thought he'd have a huge game here. Um, as bad as Denver's defense has been against the pass here of late, they have been the worst the past four weeks. He puts up just 188 yards and the two touchdowns, one interception. Nick Chubb, I feel, comes through for you in fantasy. hundred yards, twenty carries, get you ten points in fantasy. Yeah. Wasn't the greatest, wasn't the sexiest day there. You know, if you would have scored a touchdown, obviously it would have been a huge day for you, but ten points. From a running back, especially with the week a lot of running backs had, that's not a bad day. Duke Johnson gets you 7.3 points in fantasy uh, in this one. Just getting 28 yards on the ground, but adds another 25 yards on four catches in the receiving game. Jarvis Landry comes up small here in this one again. Which I was not expecting with Chris Harris to be out, but just... uh, 37 yards on three catches. Again, I I really thought he'd have a big day here with Chris Harris being injured out, the secondary being so bad. But just the 5.2 points, Antonio Callaway uh, has a great game, 12 points in fantasy. We talked about him scoring a touchdown. He ended up did scoring a touchdown, though it wasn't quite as long as I had thought it would be, Uh, but does get 35 yards on five catches and a touchdown. And then, of course, the touchdown that helps absolutely nobody. Brashard Perriman scores a 31-yard touchdown on one catch to get you 9.6 points. In fantasy, And David Njoku just continues to struggle. I don't know if it's the knee injury, if he's just not getting open, or plays being schemed to him, but just 4.5 points in fantasy um, with three catches and 30 yards. Just a bad day all around for David Njoku. For the Broncos, Case Keenum has himself a good day, although some of that coming from the fact that he got himself a rushing touchdown in this one. But does get you 14.4 points in fantasy, which is, um, well, a Casey Keenum kind of day. 257 in the air, two interceptions, but again, does get the rushing touchdown. Phillip Lindsey struggled mightily in this one, which I was not expecting at all. 14 carries, 24 yards for just 1.7 yards a carry. Adds 4 catches and 20 yards in this one. Again, I was expecting Lindsey to have a huge day here because the Browns have been getting gashed in the run, but didn't happen. Just 6.4 points in fantasy. Which, again, we'll keep touching on it all day long. Is just another one of the studs that came up short for us in a week that we needed them. At wide receiver, so Tim Patrick rules the day again at wide receiver with 9 points in fantasy. Uh, He does get you 65 yards on 5 catches. But Deshaun Hamilton, we talked about him on Friday. I said he was a sneaky play here at wide receiver. Forty-six yards on seven catches. He led the team in targets and catches, uh, but does finish behind Patrick in fantasy points with eight point one. Cortland Sutton gets you six point seven points in fantasy, though with um, twenty. I'm sorry, forty-two yards on five catches, and Matt Lacoste gets you uh, forty-three yards in the game here receiving, and gets you a whopping six point three points in fantasy if. You decided to start him as a streamer. You know, good on you. He ends, He's going to end up being a, a top tight end this week. Next up, jumping into the Sunday early games. Now we have the Tennessee Titans and the New York Giants. So for Tennessee, Marcus Mariota looks absolutely horrible, god-awful. I don't even know what to say in this one. Just 4.6 points in fantasy 88 yards passing, no touchdowns, at least no interceptions, and then 11 whopping yards on the rushing attack. However, they really didn't need Marcus Mariota that much because Derrick Henry yet again ran all over the Giants' defense much like last week, multiple touchdowns, over 150 yards. He gets you 33 carries, 170 yards, and two touchdowns to get you 29.7 points in fantasy. Dude is winning people fantasy championships at the moment, or at least getting them to the fantasy championship after doing absolutely nothing all year long. It's frustrating. It's mother freaking frustrating. Anyways, Corey Davis. points in fantasy, struggles to do much of anything again in this one. Some of that, again, being the fact that they leaned on Derrick Henry so heavily, 33 yards on three catches for the New York Giants. Talked about. I think we talked about it Friday. I'm not 100% sure, but Odell Beckham Jr. ruled out again in that one. Uh, sucked to happen to us, especially in Week 15 when we kind of needed him the most besides maybe Week 16. Uh, but Eli Manning struggles in this one. Just 229 yards in the air. Does get an interception as well to give you a whopping 8 points in fantasy. Good for Eli, you know, just really coming through, although chances are most of us weren't playing them. But a player that we were all playing that struggled for us as well, Saquon Barkley, 7.6 points in fantasy, just 31 yards on 14 carries and 20, uh, I'm sorry, 37 yards on, my God, I cannot read, 25 yards on four catches. In my attempt at breaking down Saquon Barkley, there was about as good as the play that he had on the field. No. Uh, Tennessee really came after the Giants here in this one. Uh, They were able to just shut down Saquon. He's going to bounce back next week, but uh, this one definitely hurt as someone who's been averaging just a ton of points in the rushing attack and the receiving game. been an awesome player, a stud all season long, likely uh, to win Rookie of the Year, and he got completely shut down by this New York Giants defense. At wide receiver, nobody did much of anything much like the rest of this offense. Your best wide receiver on the day, Benny Fowler with 5.3 points in fantasy. Sterling Shepard gets you 4.7. Benny Fowler here with 43 yards on two catches. Sterling Shepard, 37 on two. Evan Ingram has the best day out of everybody, though. Eight catches, 75 yards. Uh, We talked about him on Friday. 11.5 points in fantasy. As long as Odell is out, I think... um, Evan Ingram has a really good shot here to be uh, just a really good... Uh, receiving option, tight end option in fantasy, uh, as he was last year when Odell was out as well. You see that uh, Eli Manning really likes to target him. Thought he might lose out some work because of how good Saquon has been out of the backfield, uh, but as soon as OBJ was out in this one, it looked like he was, had eyes for Evan Ingram, and that was all. Next up, we had the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. Green Bay losing 17-24 to and giving the Chicago Bears the NFC crown. Aaron Rodgers continues to be mediocre for fantasy, just 14.5 points in this one, 274 in the air with one touchdown. Uh, As for the running backs, we saw Jamal Williams had uh, the best day out of everybody here, obviously with 55 yards on 12 carries and a touchdown, and that all came due to the fact that Aaron Jones left the game early, got hurt. Uh, We do know now that it was an MCL sprain. He is likely out for the rest of the season. Uh, and, uh, Jamal Williams gets you 17.7 points of fantasy while Aaron Jones gets you 0.8. Again, another player, not necessarily his fault for struggling this one. He does take, does get the injury, uh, but comes up small for you in week 15. If you have a chance to get Jamal Williams, I would do so as he is going to be the guy for the next two weeks um, with Aaron Jones being shut down at wide receiver, Devonte Adams just continues to prove it. 17 point prove that he's the number one wide receiver. I should have finished my sentence. 17.9 points in fantasy, 119 yards on eight catches. Uh, and then the guy I thought was going to have a good day and Randall Cobb does absolutely nothing. 30 yards on three catches to get you 4.5 whopping points in fantasy. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit uh, sorry about endorsing Randall Cobb last week. For the Chicago Bears, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Biscuits, 19 points in fantasy with 235 in the air, two touchdowns, and adds 16 yards on the ground. Another great day for Mitch uh, and likely is going to continue to be a top QB option next week. For the running backs, Jordan Howard continues his little bit of uh, a reemergence here. 19 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown to get you 14 points in fantasy. Tariq Cohen also looks good, finally, uh, returning after a little bit of a one-week uh, suckery there with uh, 12.7 points in fantasy, 21 yards on 5 rushes, and adds 31 yards on 5 catches and a touchdown. For the wide receivers, Allen Robinson... 54 yards on three catches. Your best wide receiver on the day with 6.9 points. Taylor Gabriel gets you 4.8 points. Um, not really doing a whole lot in this one, though, with 33 yards on three catches. But the tight ends, Trey Burton does come through for you at 10. And thankfully, as he's kind of been sucking here lately. Uh, but he gets you 11.6 points in fantasy. He gets you a touchdown as well as adding... 36 yards on four catches. Adam Shaheen had a little bit of appearance in this one as well with 39 yards on two catches. Next up, we had the Detroit Lions and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo pulling off the one-point win, 14-13. to 13. For Detroit, Matthew Stafford continues to struggle and not finish as a top-12 quarterback with 12.3 points, just 20, 2.08 in the air with one touchdown. In the rushing attack here, so Theo Riddick gets you 47 yards on 8 carries as well as adding 9 yards on 2 carries to get him 6.6 points in fantasy. Zach Zenner gets you 12 points in fantasy, obviously that coming from the fact that he got the goal line touchdown, uh, but does add 45 yards on 10 carries as well to get that touchdown. For the wide receivers, I was wrong, guys. I'm going to admit it right now. I was wrong about Kenny Galladay. I saw him matched up with Tredavious White. White is by far one of the premier cornerbacks and one of the best cornerbacks in the game. I thought that Kenny G was going to struggle going up against him. 18.1 points in fantasy. 146 yards on 7 catches. Good for Kenny Galladay as he balls out in this one. Uh, Andy Jones, wide receiver, gets 7.9 points in fantasies. He catches a touchdown here, uh, and that is really all. Nine yards on two catches and the touchdown. For the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen continues to dominate as a top quarterback in fantasy. 19.8 in fantasy in this one, 204 in the air with one touchdown and adds 16 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Josh Allen doing it better than Lamar Jackson, mostly because he can at least throw the ball. While he's not the most accurate, he can throw the ball. At running back, we just had a mess of a situation here. Uh, just ridiculous. Marcus Murphy. Uh, Patrick DeMarco, Ian McKenzie, rookie Keith Ford. All these guys getting work with on Johnson being out. Keith Ford gets the most points in fantasy with 5.8 in fantasy. Just 46 yards on 14 carries. But at the wide receiver, nobody really did anything except for one man, Robert Foster Four catches, 108 yards and a touchdown, continuing his great little rapport here with Josh Allen. 18.8 points in fantasy. Isaiah McKenzie doesn't have a horrible day here, though, either with 8.7 points in fantasy, but doesn't come close to touching. What Foster was able to do 53 yards on six catches. Next up we had uh, what also ended up being a pretty good game here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing to the Baltimore Ravens 12-20. to For Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston, famous Jameis, baby, just rocks the world, right? Getting you 5.3 points in fantasy. Just uh, an awesome day for Jameis Winston, 157 in the air, one interception. Did go up against one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, Would love to say better days are coming for Jameis Winston next week, but chances are they really aren't. Peyton Barber quietly has himself a really good game here. 85 yards on 19 carries and one touchdown. is really quietly having a pretty good year. Not a lot of people talking about him, but he has definitely been a solid RB2 option all year long, getting you 15.9 points in fantasy. At wide receiver, Mike Evans comes through for you after a couple bad weeks. 14 points in fantasy, 121 yards on four catches. Adam Humphreys, literally the only other player to do anything here with 23 yards on four catches to get you 4.3 points in fantasy. For Baltimore, we see Lamar Jackson continuing to be right there at that 20-point mark, and a lot of that, again, coming from his rushing 18.7 points in fantasy. Another good day for Lamar Jackson. 131 in the air with one touchdown 95 yards on 18 carries which is eventually got to stop but i do think this year he will continue to run about that much because they're winning and baltimore is in the playoff hunt right now so they need to keep winning gus the bus edwards he's kind of like a, a big choo-choo train didn't have a uh, a bus noise but i do got that wonderful train sound bite, which i love so much but gus the bus edwards Awesome day in fantasy if you guys started him. Comes through for you big time. 16.4 points in fantasy, getting you 104 on the ground, 19 carries, and one touchdown. But per usual, when Lamar Jackson is quarterback, nobody wide receiver wise does anything. Willie Snead, 58 yards on five catches. Mark Andrews, 31 yards. On two catches, Hayden Hurst 20 yards on three catches. Until Lamar Jackson can be forced to throw the ball more, he is just not going. These wide receivers and tight ends are not going to do much for you in fantasy. But Willie Sneed 8.3 points in fantasy, John Brown 1.4, Michael Crabtree that big whopping 0.0. Hopefully, you did not start him. Mark Andrews 4.1, and Hayden Hurst 3. Point five next up we had the Arizona Cardinals getting blown out by the Atlanta Falcons fourteen to forty so Josh Rosen gets you just 4.1 points in fantasy in this one Uh, really does not do much of anything 132 yards and 2 interceptions Mike Letting came in and does get you the touchdown and 111 yards in the air to get you 8.4 Rosen will be back in there this week Steve Wilkes came out earlier today and said that uh, Josh Rosen will be starting the remainder of the season he thinks it will be good for him and his development to get in these last couple weeks so we don't have to worry about that going forward. David Johnson returns the form in perfect timing, one of the few studs to really kind of come through for you. Uh in week 15, 17.6 points in fantasy. Now, he only gets you the 33 yards on the ground with the touchdown on 11 carries, but gets 68 yards and 3 catches, which is a a far cry from last week when I believe he had like 7 or 8 catches and a whopping 12 yards. So, it was great to see him bounce back there and look like the David Johnson of old. Larry the Legend comes through for you in this one as well. 82 yards on 7 catches. Getting you 11.7 points in fantasy. Great to see two of, the Arizona, two of the best Arizona Cardinals coming through for you in Week 15 when you need them the most. And just in case you started Trent Sherfield, the rookie, he gets you 9 points in fantasy here in this one. With a whopping 15 yards on 3 catches and a touchdown. For the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, QB1 on the week as of right now. Still got Breeze and Cam to go, though I would think only Breeze is going to beat him for that. Uh, but gets you 231 in the air with two touchdowns and get you 18 yards and a rushing touchdown this week. To get you 25 points in fantasy, great for Matt Ryan in this one. <laughs> Tevin freaking Coleman. I mean, are you kidding me? This dude... Has done absolutely nothing... Here for, what, the past five weeks? I mean, you go all the way back to week nine when he had 30 points against the Redskins, 7.8 against the Browns, 10 against the Cowboys, 9.8 against the Saints, 0.6 against the Ravens, and 4.6 against the Packers. Likely sitting on most people's benches uh, because they just cannot trust him anymore. And he comes through for you in this one with 20.5 points in fantasy. hundred. And 45 yards on 11 carries and one touchdown. Great game for Tevin Coleman, and I don't think you can start him next week. I take that back. You probably can't because news just came across about five minutes ago that Ito Smith is being placed on the IR for the Falcons. So, Ido Smith uh, is having knee surgery. This just came across a couple minutes ago and will be out. Uh, They've already placed him on IR and will be done for the rest of the season. So, that is the only reason I would think you can trust Tevin Coleman next week in the championship game as he will be the guy and literally probably the only guy for the Falcons. Um, Hopefully, and I doubt he gets you 20.5 points again, but hopefully he comes close to that. Julio Jones, Julio, 17.2 points in fantasy. A great day for Julio Jones as he has just not been able to stay out of the end zone all of a sudden. I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember the days that Julio couldn't find the end zone and now the dude can't stay out of the end zone. 82 yards, 6 catches, and a touchdown touchdown. Calvin Ridley kind of disappointed for me in this one here. So 42 yards on five catches to get you 6.7 points in fantasy. I honestly thought he would have a huge day here in this one. Uh, Arizona, I thought Patrick Peterson would travel with Julio. He did at times, um, and Julio still beat him and was able to put up points. Uh, But I figured with Patrick Peterson on Julio, they would go to Mohamed Sanu and Calvin Ridley more often, uh, and they really didn't. Justin Hardy ends up getting a touchdown in this one with 10.4 points. In fantasy, um, but just the fact that Kelvin really just the six point seven points again um, was just a little disappointing for me. Uh, you know, I'm sorry to those of you who started. I know there was a couple people who reached out to me that started him in DFS because they uh, heard me talking about how I thought he would have a huge game. Hear I me? Mean, he did get seven seven targets. Julio got eight, so he was right up there. Just was not able to do anything with them. And then the last game that we will break down today before we jump into the Monday night preview the Cincinnati Bengals defeating the Oakland Raiders 32 16. So, for the past couple weeks, Derek Carr had looked like MVP 2016. Derek Carr, the Derek Carr we all knew and loved and fell in love with, was a rock star starting quarterback. Everybody was like, Derek Carr, this, Derek Carr, that. We love you, Derek. Had a bad game this week. I wouldn't say bad game, but uh, for fantasy, just 14.5 points, 263 in the air with the one touchdown. Uh, Not a great day for him, at least not what he had shown us the past couple weeks, kind of falling back into that average quarterback uh, that he has been pretty much all season long. At running back, Doug Martin, 3.9 points in fantasy, just 39 yards on nine carries. Just balling out for us here, though. Chances are... Most of you weren't playing him. Uh, Most of you were probably playing Jalen Rashard, who does somewhat come through for you in fantasy. 67 yards on 5 catches, adds 9 yards on 4 carries to get you 9.1 points in fantasy. He is the hurry up back. He is the guy that you should have been using over anybody else. I know some people were going kind of contrarian and playing Doug Martin because, well, let's be honest, how bad Cincinnati's defense has been against a run here, but he just was not able to get it done jord nelson jordy freaking nelson are you serious this is the guy right here i just i just want to talk about jordy here for a second this is exactly what we expected out of him when we found out he was going to oakland for two years to get the ball to get targeted a lot and put up points he's been getting targeted a lot the past three weeks 14.7 14.7 against the Chiefs, 7.8 against the Steelers, and now 11.8 against the Bengals. Why they couldn't do this all year, I have no idea. But Jordy Nelson has himself a great day for fantasy. Likely another player sitting on your bench. 11.8 points in fantasy with 88 yards on six receptions. And then, of course, at tight end, everybody in the world, everybody in their mother starting Jared Cook at tight end for the Oakland Raiders because, well, it's Jared Cook. Dude's been a top five tight end all year. Why not, right? He's awesome. Let's start him. 3.3 points in fantasy. You know who does come through for you at tight end, though? Darren Waller with 7 points. Lee Smith with 6.6 points. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Darren Waller got 21 yards rushing and 44 yards on one catch. And Lee Smith gets you a 1-yard touchdown. Should have gone to Jared Cook, but luckily I don't own Jared Cook anywhere, so it really doesn't bother me that much. But I'd imagine that's the sentiment that most Jared Cook owners are having right now today as they are possibly losing because they started Jared Cook and Darren Waller and Lee Smith got all the points. For the Cincinnati Bengals, Jeff Driscoll continues to struggle. 130 yards in the air, one touchdown, one interception, adds 32 yards on the ground. To get you 11.4 points in fantasy. Uh, chances are you weren't counting on him anyways. Uh, but just not been good at all since really coming in taking over for Andy Dalton. But Joe Mixon has. And Joe Mixon balled out in this one. 26 points in fantasy here. Great day for Joe. 129 on the ground with 27 carries on and getting you 2 touchdowns. Joe makes him just continuing to look like a stud and a baller here in this one. Gio Bernard comes up short for you. 25 yards on two catches. Adds seven rushes on six carries to get you 4.2 points. Tyler Boyd has the best day of all the wide receivers here. Does get hurt. We'll talk about that in just a second. But he does get you 11.8 points in fantasy. 38 yards on four catches and the one touchdown. Uh so he does get hurt in this game. Uh, they they're saying that he suffered a low grade MCL sprain against the Raiders obviously this past week. No talk yet on if he's even going to attempt to play in Week 16. That'll be something to watch. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about it on Friday once all the news comes out. Uh, I would imagine he's not going to play in Week 16, which is obviously bad news for anybody who's had him since he's been awesome all season long. Um, but definitely a chance that he's going to miss now with that injury. Uh, and they're really the only he was really the only wide receiver and or tight end to come through for you in fantasy. Uh, C.J. Uzoma. Gets you 3.2 points in fantasy, so hopefully you were not starting him. We eating all day, bro I'm hitting you every time. Every time you come as well, I'm going to hit you. all not going to be All right, so now to break down the final game of Week 15 that should uh, decide who's making it in and who is getting left out of their fantasy championships this year. So New Orleans is being projected to win uh, or being given 66% chance to win this game. They are being given 6 points in this one for New Orleans. You're starting Drew Brees. That's the easy part. I think Brees is going to have a good week this week. I have him in my top 5 quarterbacks uh, of the week based solely on the fact that Carolina's defense has been really bad here in the second half of the season. They have been uh, right around the 20 mark so far against the pass. I expect, like I said, Drew Brees to have a phenomenal game here, and Michael Thomas as well. I expect Michael Thomas to score at least a touchdown and go over 120 yards in this one. For running backs, I think you can play both Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in this one. Now, Carolina has been much better against the run uh, than they have been against the past. They've been in the top 10 all season long except for three weeks against the run uh, against teams like the Bengals and Joe Mixon. The Falcons, when, back when they still had Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman, uh, were the only times, and then week uh, six against the Redskins, were the only times that they did not allow or were not a top 10 defense against the run. I don't expect them to be a top ten run defense against the run tonight. I expect Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram to put up a um, not. Nah, I should say a lot of points, but I do have Alvin Kamara up there with right around twenty points. Mark Ingram up there with twelve. Uh, Mark Ingram, I do expect to score and get a fair amount of rushing yards in this one. As for anybody else on the Saints, I'd say start at your own accord on this one. I don't trust Keith Kirkwood. I don't trust Dan Arnold. Austin Carr, Simi Cobbs, uh, which I will be really interested to see if he plays tonight. I doubt it. Uh, he was signed off the practice squad of Washington. Very intriguing rookie prospect. Uh, I think he probably plays next week, and I'm really looking forward to watching that. I doubt he plays tonight. Keith Kirkwood, Tommy Lee Lewis, Traquan Smith. I'm just not trusting any of these guys, uh, anyone other than Michael Thomas in this one. For the Panthers, Cam Newton. It's going to be huge for him tonight to get into the passing game and do damage that way. New Orleans is phenomenal, and I mean phenomenal, against the run. They have been a top three defense almost all season long, ranking number one or two against the run here, but going all the way back to week seven at the moment. So that's coming out of their bye. They started 14, 16, 6, 3, and 3, and then were one or two from week seven on. Christian or Cam Newton is going to have to beat the Saints passing the ball, which is possible because they have been close to 30, if not the worst, passing defense all season long. Now, I know Marcus Lattimore, Eli Apple, Josh Robinson, Marcus Williams, PJ Williams, these guys have looked much better here as of late, but they're still struggling against the pass. That's how Cam is going to have to beat them, which is why I really like Curtis Samuel this week and DJ Moore by far, I'm, I don't think Devin Funches has a huge game here. I don't even think he scores. As a matter of fact, I think he probably gets you close to 40 or 50 yards. I don't think he's going to have a great game. But I love DJ Moore and I love Curtis Samuel in this one. DJ Moore likely being on the outside, Curtis Samuel in the slot should be able to avoid Marshawn Lattimore for the Mars part, most part and be able to get huge plays. And then obviously, CMC. Run CMC, baby. I expect him to have a decent but not great game in this one um, just due to the fact that I think he's going to get shut down when it comes to running the ball. I expect him to still be able to put up points in the receiving game out of the backfield. That is by far where he succeeds above most other running backs, Um, and I do expect him to put up a fair amount of points there. I have him as my number three running back on the week with 22 points. Um, probably not going to get you 22, but I do think he gets you close to 20 because I do think he's going to get you at least two touchdowns tonight. He's going to do some work in the receiving game, but he will lack when it comes to the rushing yards. And I have the – I'm pretty sure I picked the Saints, but I'm going to go ahead and flip flop. But I like the Panthers tonight. I really think their backs are up against the wall. Um, Obviously, Cam Newton's shoulder worries me a little bit here don't know for sure how much he's really struggling and how much he's hurt there as he hasn't talked about it much. Um, but I just I like the Panthers up against the Walton. I think their defense is going to come out, not necessarily shut down New Orleans. I don't think it's going to be quite a shootout, but I do expect both to put up over 24 points tonight. I don't expect it to be a 42-41 game, but I could see this being 31-27. Um, but I'm liking the Panthers to pull off the upset in this one. So, that is going to do it for us today on the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, if you guys have any time, give us a rate. Give us a review. I'd love it. it um, you know, with the commercials and everything I've got going on here. Uh, help boost me up a little bit. And always, you can hit me at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. Uh, if you guys have any questions, anything you guys want me to talk about on the podcast, we are coming to the end of the fantasy season. So once we get into the offseason. Things will change up a little bit. We'll probably go more dynasty focused. We'll do some stuff for redraft here and there. But we'll start to lean more toward rookie draft, NFL draft, and stuff like that. But we'll get into that at a later date. Once the season fully wraps up. I will be back tomorrow breaking down the rest of the games and the Monday night football game. Uh, So if you guys have players going tonight like myself, I do. I hope they are able to do whatever you guys need them to to help you guys pull off that win and get into the fantasy championships. And we'll start breaking all that stuff down probably on Wednesday or Thursday. But we'll finish up recapping the semifinal matchups here tomorrow with the game ending tonight, we'll be able to wrap up all of week fifteen, and I cannot wait i'm hoping praying i've got two in the balance tonight, big ones big my two big money home leagues, one dynasty, one redraft, and i 'm just praying that Christian McCaffrey can come through for me and Luke Keekley doesn't have a career day because it's possible with Luke Keekley and that could knock me out of a Dynasty game here. But uh, just hoping for the best between those two uh, and hoping to get in. I hope all of you guys make it into your championships as well. Until tomorrow, guys, enjoy the game. Tonight should be a good one. We'll talk tomorrow. Peace. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Going up above his head. They can't jump with me, God, leave. Oh, they tackle the corner of line. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I <laughs> can. <laughs>